1: The heralded heights of Attitude did manage to make the then-WWF a hot topic in pop culture, granted. Unfortunately, successes there tricked the company into chasing that controversial reaction, and, well... I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, and these are ten times WWE tried and failed to be edgy. Number ten, brawl for all is real fighting, man. In 1998, Vince Russo convinced Vince McMahon that having his stars punch one another in the face for real was a great use of valuable TV time on Raw. It was not. There were several things wrong with trying to latch onto the shoot fighting train. Firstly, announcers looked like goons for selling match and angles elsewhere whilst having to repeat that the brawl for all was real oh cool what's the rest of this crap i'm watching then numerous workers got very real injuries because they were legitimately getting smacked around in real boxing fights these man contests were a blight on programming, got several guys hurt, bored fans to death, and failed to draw in the shoot-fight crowd anyway. What a waste of sodding time. Number nine, Raw Underground equals Fight Club. Imagine over-the-top commentator Shane McMahon of 1999 Sunday Night Heat fame had started narrating worked MMA fights. That is what Raw Bloody Underground was, but it was a clear tribute to Fight club. You see, the first rule of Raw Underground is that nobody watches Raw Underground. This was something different for the show back then, sure, but it was a poor replacement for proper character development, compelling storylines, or literally anything else fans wanted when they tuned into the flagship. Worse, Shane turned everything comedic by constantly yelling things like Bam! When a punch landed, or ah, oh, sick, sick. That's sick. Shut up, you absolute bellend! WWE cancelled Underground pretty quickly, and everyone moved on from the experiment like it never happened at all. Even the bouncer got a job wrestling. Number eight, Val gets his Venus sliced. John and Lorena Bobbitt's infamous incident—don't Google it—happened in 1993. Five years later, following John's detour into pornography, the WWF had their very own porn star collide with some genitalia detachment of his own or at least that was uh implied when kai and tai boss wally yamaguchi yelled <clears throat> i choppy choppy your pee" on raw in 1998 then the guy brandished a sword and apparently chopped said peepee clean off. It is actually a minor miracle that Vince Russo didn't elect to stick a fake penis on a pole and have Venus wrestle Takamishinoku for possession of it, to be honest. Number 7. Mark Henry Slept With His Sister In 1999, the WWF decided to inject some reality of their own by revealing that Mark Henry had a sex addiction. Ooh. This wasn't a new thing either, apparently. Ooh. No, Mark confessed during therapy sessions that he'd lost his virginity when he was just eight years old to his own sister. Casually, the future sexual chocolate then admitted that he'd bumped uglies with his sis just days before turning up for that week's rule. Number six, Hawk's alcoholism is ruining L.O.D. LOD were the prototypical monster tag team of the 80s and 90s. Sadly, they were never booked with any consistency in the WWF. Their first run got too cartoony, and the second? Oh boy, the second. In 1998, Hawke's real-life addiction issues were played out as a storyline on TV, and it made literally everyone watching feel very very awkward. Generally, bringing real-life substance abuse problems into fantasy land is a bad idea, and wrestling companies really should stop it immediately. Seeing Hawk slur his speech, hold back, vomit on the ring apron and even attempt suicide on Raw was way too far for most folks watching. Number 5. Tommy Dreamer mimics Dirty Sanchez. In 2002, WWE's creative team produced some of the worst telly of all the times. There's another example to come later on in this list, and for once, it's not Katie Vick. But Dreamer takes centre stage for the time being. Dreamer downed a cup of The Undertaker's tobacco spit, brushed his teeth with the same toothbrush his dog had used, and chowed down on his own hair after a visit to the barbers. Such shock tactics surprisingly failed to get Tommy over with the fans. I mean, what were they bloody supposed to do? Believe the dude who eats hair has got a shot at battling the big boys in main events? <sighs> he was incredibly forced and nowhere near as gripping as the foul antics of the the MTV regulars number 4 joe gacy is woke today joe gacy stands tall as the leader of NXT group the schism before that WWE tried to capitalize on real world events by turning gacy into the third brand's very own Woke superstar. The idea was that Gacy viewed the wrestling ring as a safe space and encouraged others to join him in his fight against male privilege. His promos were crammed full of buzzwords with little care for context and it wasn't long before some online were voicing their displeasure at what WWE were trying here. Fox News bashed the promotion for spouting some of the trademark rhetoric of the woke left and trying to appear edgy by doing so. Over time, WWE de-emphasized those aspects of Joe's character and started turning him into a standard, egotistical heel who thinks he knows better than everyone else instead. That was for the best, especially because his finisher is mint and now he's got The Rock's daughter in his cult. Number three, Billy and Chuck's publicity stunt. Go back to watch the wedding between Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo now, and you will understand why so many folks were horrified by it at the time. The tag team's entire gimmick revolved around question marks over their sexuality. Were Billy and Chuck a gay couple, or were they just pretending? Yeah. WWE's next move was to heavily promote a ceremony that would see both guys tie the knot on Smack down. Come the wedding, Billy and Chuck got cold feet on the whole thing and revealed that they'd been working a publicity stunt for attention. In years since, several have claimed that WWE missed a chance to positively promote homosexual characters on television. But Billy and Chuck were walking stereotypes more than an attempt to portray realistic gay men long before the angle's closure. The whole thing was a colossal failure and one that pissed many people right off. Number 2 H.L.A. Oh look, it's 2002 again. Not content with necrophilia and pretend gay weddings, Vince McMahon decided that his flagship broadcast needed some actresses pretending to be lesbians too. So then GM Eric Bischoff smiled the ugh, creepiest of smiles as he asked fans if they were ready for some hot lesbian act- As if by magic, several models strutted down the aisle and locked lips in ring. It was crass, and it took the sex appeal of the Divas to the next level without any care or consideration for how unwanted these segments were on Raw. They were flat-out embarrassing, and they didn't even technically deliver what was advertised. Now, nobody is suggesting that WWE should have gone further, by the way, but Bischoff's character suggested that straight-up lesbian sex was on the menu for that evening's show. It wasn't, and nor should it have been. But what the actual hell were they thinking with this insulting, exploitative garbage? Number one, Brian Pillman has a gun. That is why it was so out there to see Brian Pillman brandish a gun during his feud with old tag partner Steve Austin in 1996. Austin invaded Bry's home, so Pillman pulled out a handgun and waved it around before everything went dark, gunshots were heard, and people Panics. the usa network were not happy with wwf for trying to introduce guns to raw steel chairs and other weapons fine but a crazed man whipping out a gun to shoot his enemy dead no that was too far even for usa and that's our list did we miss any out let us know in the comment section below and don't forget to like share and subscribe and subscribe to what culture wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts let us know your thoughts on twitter at what culture wwe and you can find me on there at Adam Wilborn. Thanks for watching. I've been Adam from What Culture and I'll see you soon.
0: Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and three hundred and sixty-five day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, Hello Fresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh.